48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories, the first transitional housing project looks set for completion in the second quarter of 2020. Uh, an expert warns the winter flu season could hit just after Christmas and catastrophic fire warnings are issued for parts of Australia. The first transitional housing project in Shamshoi Po is expected to be completed in the second quarter of next year. Chua Hoi Wai, the chief executive of the Council of Social Service, which is spearheading the 89-unit initiative, said the project had taken longer than expected because there were no construction standards for such modular housing. He believes that future projects will gain pace and hopes the government can fulfil the goal of building 10,000 modular housing units in three years. If you ask me this question, say, six months before, I would think that it is impossible. But in the past two months, I saw that the government really has a big commitment. And also, I have been approached by a number of developers, uh, which are very keen to support this initiative. Now, I would think that we, we can give it a try and hope that we can really achieve this target within three years. If not, I would still think that hopefully the government would, I hope that the government can achieve the target of 10,000 units. And if not within three years, maybe a little bit longer time, I'm hopeful. Upon completion, the housing project will be run by the Tonghua Group of Hospitals. The NGO's chief executive, Albert Su, said on a radio programme he expects the project to be very popular due to lower rent levels than that of flats in the same area. He said they will have a point system and interviews to choose households who are happy with their co-living concept. They will also have a fund to match money saved up by the tenants to prepare them for when they move out of the transitional units. A medical expert has warned that the winter flu season may arrive after Christmas or in early January, as the temperature and humidity have fluctuated this week. Hopak Leung, president of the University of Hong Kong Centre for Infection, said while a lot more students have received flu jabs since the government rolled out a school outreach vaccination programme, the government could do more and set up a steering committee to oversee flu prevention measures. He said setting aside extra resources would not be enough to cope with the flu season that uh, strategy has proven to be a failure. If you look at uh, what happened to the attendance in the A&E department as well as the bed occupancy in all the public hospital uh, during the influenza season in the uh, past few, few years, one could hardly uh, see those measures are making an, an improvement in those uh, performance parameters. Labour and Welfare Secretary Lochi Kwong says there won't be too many members on the Independent Review Committee looking into anti-government protests. Mr Law said they're looking for people who have insights into the political, social and economic problems in the SAR. He stressed it's of the utmost importance that they invite people who make others feel they're neutral, as he fears society won't accept or trust the committee if members have strong opinions one way or the other. There are more catastrophic fire warnings in Australia for today in three parts of New South Wales, with temperatures set to hit the mid-40s Celsius. Greater Sydney, Illawarra and the Southern Ranges are the places most at risk. The Australian Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, is due back after cutting short his family holiday to Hawaii. Jonathan Howe from the Australian Bureau of Meteorology explains why the warnings are so serious. Catastrophic basically is the highest rating that we have on our fire danger rating system. It basically means that if a fire does start, it will be next to impossible to control. And so the advice from fire agencies is to basically to get out of harm's way in that case. The danger with the southerly wind change is that the wind will change direction. And for the fires, that means that the fires themselves could also change direction. 
Facebook says it's removed more than 600 accounts with ties to a conservative news outlet that uses fake profile photos generated with the help of artificial intelligence. The BBC's David Bamford has the details. Facebook security personnel and independent researchers say the Facebook and Instagram fake profiles are linked to the Epoch Media Group, which they say generates thousands of non-existent personalities using AI purporting to express views on political and religious issues. They emphasise their support for President Trump and opposition to the Chinese government. The network, called BL, is said to be run by Vietnamese nationals posing as Americans. The Epoch Media Group has been linked to the Falun Gong movement, which has been suppressed in China since the 1990s. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just before five minutes past one. Russia and China have vetoed a United Nations Security Council resolution that would have allowed aid to continue flowing to civilians in northern Syria. The resolution would have permitted supplies to keep coming in for another year via two crossing points, one in Turkey and one in Iraq. But Russia, which is allied with the Syrian government, only wanted to approve crossings via Turkey and only for another six months. The US ambassador to the UN, Kelly Kraft, told the council that she was in a state of shock at the veto. The consequences of the Russian Federation and China's vetoes of this Security Council resolution will be disastrous. This decision is reckless, irresponsible, and cruel. There is no justification imaginable for any member of this Security Council leaving vulnerable Syrian civilians with fewer means of securing vital aid. Health authorities in the United States have confirmed the vast majority of lung damage cases related to vaping can be attributed to the use of vitamin E acetate compound in the products. More details from the BBC's Kat Weiner. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found that all but three of 51 patients with lung damage related to vaping in e-cigarettes had the compound in their lungs, compared to none of those in a healthy control group. Vitamin E acetate is added as a thickening agent to some vaping liquids, in particular to cheap black market versions of those containing THC. THC is the active chemical in cannabis oil. In US states where the drug is legal, THC cartridges are manufactured under license and are less likely to contain the contaminant. The Bangladeshi man who founded the world's largest charity has died. Sir Fazla Hassan Abed was 83. He founded the Bangladesh Rural Advancement Committee, or BRAC, in 1972 to provide assistance after the country's bloody independence war and a cyclone that had killed half a million people. The BBC's Charles Haviland has more. Fazle Hassan Abed had been climbing the corporate ladder with the oil giant Shell when in the early 70s he realised the scale of need in Bangladesh and felt his life as an executive was meaningless. From then on he decided to change lives. His organisation, BRAC, was and remains built around extending small-scale loans, educating children and teaching women about health care. Now operating in 11 countries, BRAC is said to have lifted 150 million out of poverty. To sports now and football. With a preview of this weekend's English Premier League action, here's the BBC's John Bennett. Arsenal's newly appointed manager, Mikel Arteta, will watch from the stands when they play Everton in the weekend's opening Premier League game. Arteta has left Manchester City, where he was assistant coach, to take charge of Arsenal, who have slipped a tenth in the table. He's a former Arsenal player, but he's never been a manager before. Ironically, the best years of his playing career were spent at Everton, who still have interim boss Duncan Ferguson running the team. 
Elsewhere, there's a reunion in North London as Tottenham head coach Jose Mourinho faces his old team Chelsea and Frank Lampard, one of his former players. Lampard has hit a rough patch as Chelsea boss with the team on a run of four defeats in their last five games. Meanwhile, with the leaders Liverpool in Doha at the Club World Cup, second place Leicester City have a chance to close the ten-point gap at the top of the table. It won't be easy, though, against third place to Manchester City at the Etihad Stadium. Elsewhere, Nigel Pearson takes charge of his first home game as Watford manager when they take on Manchester United. Watford lost to Liverpool last weekend and Southampton have a chance to climb out of the relegation zone when they take on Aston Villa in a six-pointer. Those are some of the games to look forward to. This is John Bennett at BBC Global Sport. And finally, the winner of the race to be the UK's 2019 Christmas number one has been crowned. Beating Stormzy, Lewis Capaldi and Wham, a YouTube star has claimed top spot in the UK music charts for the second year in a row. BBC's Kate Griggan has the story. Last year, Lad Baby stole the show with a sausage roll themed cover of We Built This City. And in 2019, he's done it again with the same theme of praising the popular British pastry snack. I Love Sausage Rolls has been named by the UK official charts company as this year's fastest selling download. The song has racked up 93,000 chart sales this week alone, 18,000 more than last year's single. The YouTube star, whose real name is Mark Hoyle, created the single with his wife Roxanne to raise money for a food bank charity. And the win shouldn't be underestimated. And that's the news from RTHK. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes, with myself, Kev Hamley, with you till 3pm. This week, the weekend before Christmas, we have our super special Christmas show. The entire two hours is devoted to Christmas songs from around the planet. Plus, our featured Christmas album, just released, from Amoria, Quebec, Canada. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. We're still the belly button of the world. And they're celebrating Christmas there in Rome too. We start off with our first song from our featured Christmas album released just last week. The album is called Vert Forêt or Green Forest. And the duo are Jolie Bois, Beautiful Wood. There's a theme here, as you can see. Sonia Cordeau and Raphael Lalande from Montreal, Quebec, Canada have dedicated themselves to folk pop since 2015 and they've just released their Christmas album last week Vert Forêt, the green forest referring of course to the evergreen trees, the pine trees which are used for Christmas trees in a lot of places in the world and therefore the whole album are our featured album for Christmas we start off with our first track off the album, C'est Noël ce soir in Quebec French, it's Christmas tonight, that will be followed by Los Embajadores Vallenatos from Colombia, South America, and they're singing Diciembre, December.
In Colombia, of course, they celebrate uh, nativity with uh, Christmas trees of a different style. They have a tendency to drink uh, sabajon over there, an alcoholic drink with uh, tequila, aguardiente, whiskey or wine, take your pick, uh, with eggs and milk. And uh, they dance to the tune of Vallenato, which is their name, Los Embajadores Vallenatos, the ambassadors of Vallenato. That's a accordion-based uh, traditional musical genre specific to Colombia and mixed up with cumbia, which is very festive. So we start off with Jolie Bois and our Christmas album Faire Forêt, the track uh, C'est Noël Ce Soir with our folk pop duo. <laughs> Wow. 